Hello everybody. We're back once again and we want to talk about the state of the wicked and we want to talk about how to spend your money. And it's just great to be with you on today. It's good because uh, this is another opportunity to deal with a devotion. And today, uh, as always, it brings me joy to come to you on an evening for us to discuss scripture and just spend time together with one another. And so there are two verses of scripture that I want to deal with you on today. And hopefully this will be a blessing. I'm calling this Testimony Tuesday. And I um, just thought that I would title this uh, Testimony Tuesday because we're going to deal with a couple of different things today. And uh, so uh, those that are with me today, asking that you would join in. I got a special gift for those that are uh, commenting with us on the uh, live chat today. So uh, you have to inbox me and let me know uh, who you are. And uh, there's a special gift that's coming your way. So let's get into this uh, devotion today. Um, Isaiah 57 20 says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast upon cast up mirror and dirt. It's coming from King James Version. So uh, the scripture never describes the wicked in a way that would make the righteous look inferior. Sometimes in the human eye, it seems that the wicked prosper while the righteous suffer. But to the spiritual eye, this apparent contradiction is just that. It's apparent. Uh, the righteous are the ones who have it best. When life is over and eternity is in view, this fact will be very evident to all. So even though right now it seems as though the uh, wicked are prospering, uh, the righteous will have the last laugh. In today's verse, we have the description of the wicked, and it's a warning to all of us. It does not encourage anyone to go the way of the wicked. The verse shows that uh, the wicked lacks three things. We're going to talk about three things real quick. Uh, it talks about the lack of peace, talk about the lack of power, and it lacks the lack of purity. Look at it again. It says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea. All right. So number one, the lack of peace. The wicked are like the troubled sea. Uh, we note that uh, the waves of the sea, uh, the waves of the sea as they go back and forth. Uh, a beautiful sea as you see it goes back and forth is fine. But when it's a troubled sea, it's a sea that's in turmoil. There's no peace. The waves are tossed about as in a tempest. Uh, and so uh, being someone that's from Louisiana and dealing with hurricanes, uh, the sea is calm uh, when you're on a regular day. But when a hurricane comes through, the waves beat back and forth. The winds are high. Uh, and so the sea is, is trouble. It's a sea that's in turmoil. There's no peace. Uh, the waves are in a tempest. And so sin kills peace. And that's why the world is always at war. Uh, sin does not bring peace. 
to any land or soul. It, it only troubles the land and the soul of man. So uh, the wicked uh, has a lack of peace, but then also it has a lack of power. It says uh, the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest. Uh, so because you don't have uh, peace, you have no power. Uh, sin overpowers the sinner and sin makes the sinner weak. You don't have the power to overcome their evil habits. So you can't stop the turmoil that comes into your life because of sin. So, in fact, you become helpless and you lose control of your life and you can't gain back control because of sin and you lack the power. So many times, many people struggle not because they just want to struggle it's because they don't have the power uh, to overcome whatever it is that they're dealing with. So in essence, what happens is sin enslaves them and they become a servant of sin of sin. So only through the redemption and the power of Jesus Christ do they have uh, the ability to gain back that power over evil and get free from the bondage of sin. So they have lack of peace. They have lack of power. And then thirdly, as we see this, it says uh, they have lack of purity. Look at it. It says whose water casts upon myrrh and dirt. Uh, it says that the wicked are foul and filthy uh, like the wild waves of the sea that throw dirt and mirror on the shore. Once again, going back to the analogy of uh, a hurricane. Uh, when the hurricane comes in and it's bringing water uh, on the shore, a lot of times what happens is all the sand, it, it, it washes up on the shore and, and the sand from the beach, it's, it ends up far inland than what it normally is. Is because the sea was restless, uh, because uh, that was a, a rough sea. It was a uh, troubled sea. And so what happens, the same thing like the wicked. They're always throwing their filth wherever they are. Their mouths continually spew out dirt. Their minds think dirt. Their deeds are dirty. But Christ is the answer. So when we look at this, we see that the state of the wicked is a troubled state. Uh, so even though right now it seems like they're winning, it seems like they are in charge and, and it seems like you're trying to do the right thing and it seems as though I, I, I try to do right or try to be a good person or try to live a, a Christian life and why does it seem like my life is so hard and the people that seem like they don't care and, and they don't they don't give a darn uh, everything seems to be going well with them don't worry about that right now because in the end you will have the last laugh and so in this right here, as we look at the state of the wicked, the reason why I like this as testimony Tuesday, and I know that many of us have that testimony that can say, you know, there's been times in your life when you've kind of shook your head because you've been trying to do the right thing, but you've looked at uh, a neighbor or you've looked at a friend or a co-worker or somebody else that just goes through life haphazardly, don't have a care in the world, and you're doing all that you can, struggling to try to do right, trying to treat everybody right, trying to be right. And it just seems like your road is so hard and sometimes you want to give up. But 
there is some good news. And that brings me to my next point that I want to talk to you about, about how to spend your money. And this was interesting. Uh, this was this this really caught my attention. How to spend your money. So somebody would say, well, what are you talking about? How to spend your money? Look what Isaiah 55 and 2 says. Wherefore do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfied not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Let me break this down for you real, real quickly. There's three things that you need to think about when it says how to spend your money. So it speaks about loss. It speaks about listening and it speaks about life. And this is an area where we need to improve as people, especially during this time in this pandemic that we're in. Uh, the lack of good priority is the hallmark of our day. If it's not important, uh, we honor it. If it is important, we belittle it and we turn away from it. And the results of, of poor priority has not been pretty. And we look at this even as our world today is crumbling. So loss, look what he says. Wherefore do you spend uh, money for that which is not bread? Bread refers to that which is a basic essential, that which is needed in life. Failure to spend money on bread, but instead spending on other less important things have resulted in great loss for many. Many people are struggling right now because they've overspent their money on things that was not essential. Many people have overspent on houses, overspent on cars, overspent on clothes, overspent on many things that was not bread, was not the essentials. And so uh, many people have uh, gambled their money away. Many people have been notorious and wasteful spending. And so people complain daily about not having enough money, even in a time and a day when we make more today than we did 10 years ago. We make more today than we made 20 years ago. So the problem is not the lack of wealth, but the problem is the lack of wisdom in spending the wealth. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but the truth of the matter is, is the way that we spend our money. And some of us, we spend our money foolishly because we're trying to keep up with everybody else. For instance, uh, we live in a world of modern technology with cell phones and with tablets and, and smart devices and all of that. But if you know that your income is not what it should be, why would you buy the latest uh, iPhone or the latest Android? All you really need is just a phone and it will get the job done the same way. If you know you need a car, just get a car. Don't try to buy a luxury car when you know that you can only uh, pay for uh, a car that's going to get you from A to B. But because of wasteful spending, we lose. Secondly, he says, look at this, listening. He says, 
hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good. This exhortation says to listen diligently God to God and you will, as a result, learn some good priorities about where to spend your money. And you will spend it on that which is good. And when you start looking at TV, looking at all these advertisements, and they bombard you with all these different advertisements trying to make you spend on this product and that product to try to make you have pleasure in life and profit in life, then all you're doing is wasting your money. Instead, what you need to do is ignore the salesman and listen to God, and then you won't be wasting your spending. But many times we have big eyes, and so we see something and we want it, even though we can't afford it. And so once again, we lose. Lastly, as we close tonight, the last part is life. And this really hit home for me. It says, let your soul delight itself in fatness. How much do you want to spend to help yourself spiritually? So this is a question for all of us that listens to this devotional tonight. Is how much are you spending on yourself spiritually? Mostly we spend to pamper our physical and material wants. But seldom do we help ourselves spiritually. But the verse tells us if you want to bring real pleasure to your life, you have to spend for the benefit of your soul. Put spiritual things as your top priority in your spending and it will bring blessings for eternity. And so if we change the priority of our spending, then we become wise in our spending. But if we don't, then we continue to find ourselves in this same cycle over and over and over and over again because our priorities are not right. So as soon as we flip the switch and change our priorities, then our life will change because now we realize that now I'm making an eternal investment in myself. I'm making an internal investment in my future. And so this is what he says. He said, let your soul delight in its fatness. And that word fatness means that I'm going to be satisfied. I don't need anybody else to give me a pat on the back. I don't need nobody else to tell me that I'm doing good. I know I'm doing good because now I'm taking time to take care of me. And so this is a, a, a good Good message for all of us to take a deep look at ourselves and see how am I spending my money? Am I spending my money on things that are not bread, meaning those things that are not essential and I'm losing? Or am I uh, hearkening to the Lord, listening to him so that my soul might delight in itself? So we pray that you've been blessed tonight. Once again, uh, remember the state of the wicked. The state of the wicked is uh, those that have a lack of peace, a lack of power, a lack of purity. Uh, and you don't have to worry about them right now, because even though it seems like they're in control, they're not going to win. 
um, in the end, you will have the victory. And also, let's remember how uh, we spend our money. As if we're not careful, we'll suffer loss if we don't listen to God's uh, voice. But if we do, we will have eternal life. So may God bless you and may God keep you is our prayer. Remember, don't forget to inbox me. We have something special that we want to send to you. So inbox me uh, so that I can get you uh, that gift. I want to make sure that we bless you today is Testimony Tuesday. God has put it on my heart to be a blessing to you. And because of your support and because of your uh, willingness to come on and listen uh, to us doing the live feed at this time, uh, I have something special that I want to send out to you. So make sure that uh, you go ahead on right now and uh, send me an instant message so that I can get your information and send this to you. So once again, we love you. May God bless you. Make sure that you show love because this world needs more love. And we will see you on tomorrow. God bless you.